This third and final episode of Football Cheat Sheets is brought to you by N.O. Viersen Photography. N.O. Viersen Photography is one of the happiest places you'll ever go. Nikki is an award-winning photographer classically known for her outdoor work and naturescapes ranging from seals in Iceland to basilisks deep in the heart of the Panamanian jungle to ice crystals forming in Alaska. Over the last few years, her heart has turned to family photography and the blend of these uncommon skills is hard to miss bringing her love for the outdoors together with families in a way that catches actual fun and love, a session with her is starting to become an exciting evening and an event in itself for the people of the Gulf Coast of Texas. Check out her beach setting shots on Facebook at NL Virson Photography and imagine just what capturing a family favorite vacation and location can look like. Well, let's get to it. This is episode three, and I want you guys to talk the game like a pro. This is built to be the fun article of the group where you really get to know it. We're going to start out with down and distance. The play will always, nearly always start out in football as a first and 10. This is the offense's first attempt to go for 10 yards to get a new set of downs. And I get it. The idea when you have the ball is to get a touchdown, but 11 players are trying to stop that. So the strategy is to methodically work your weight on the field. There's going to be attempts to exploit a defense and take a big chunk all at once but we'll get to that later. For now, let's start out at first and 10. Although some coaches and teams lean more towards running and some towards passing, first and 10 is a 50-50 toss-up. Anything can and will happen. There's no tendency for most teams on this play, especially early in the game. The coaches feel the other team out. They're looking for playmakers and weak links. If the offense runs the ball four yards, the next play would then be listed as second and six. It's now the second attempt, and they need six more yards to start over. Now, let's say on that play, they pass it, but it's dropped. It's not a fumble, as the receiver never had possession, even if he touched it. A drop pass is called an incomplete. It's a dead play. Nothing happens further, but they lose the down. It is now third down and six. And they still get their four tries to make it 10 yards. So at third down, it's getting kind of tough. So pay attention. The offense needs six yards, and that's not easy. Most likely in this scenario, they will pass the ball. Passing the ball typically can gain a team more yards. A pass can bypass a huge lineman, and although there is a risk of another incomplete and zero yards, a two-yard gain on this run doesn't really help their chances. Recall that on fourth down, an offensive team typically punts the ball to get better field position. As if they miss the first down line, the opposing team gets the ball right there. A punt is needed often in the game, so the offensive coach knows how critical a third down gain is. On third and long, let's say nine yards or more, it's a sure pass. It's practically the only option. You'll start to see and recognize formations better suited for passes and may notice on third and long that there are five receivers and no running backs. The coach doesn't need to fool anyone at this point. Everyone knows it's going to be a pass, so he sets up his team for maximum success. The defense will match players as the offense switches formation. There are coaches above the stands, uh, like just turn around and see it. It's called in the box, and they're up there with binoculars and headsets constantly watching the opposing team's players to give their defense an edge with the proper matchup. The strategy is incredible, and although the on-the-field experience I had as a, as a coach's kid was great, having a sneak peek into the box, the war room, that was unreal. Some head coaches even prefer being in the box to being on the field because they can see stuff better. So let's say it's third and long. The offense has extra receivers in. Here's where you get to talk the game like a boss and impress the people too busy to listen to my articles. 
When an offensive team has three receivers on one side of the field, we call that trips. It's a slang word for three. To the amazement of the Romance Book Club, you now yell, hey, watch the trips, pass, it's gonna be a pass, watch the trips. See, isn't this fun? You're really doing good. If you wanna pick it up to the next level, when an offensive team shows trips, the defense should also match up by taking out a big guy, either a linebacker or a lineman, and installing another defensive back called a DB or D-back. That makes sense, right? If the offense has another speedy guy, the defense should as well. Well, when you sub in another speedy guy, that's called a nickel defense. If you sub two quick guys, we call it a dime, and let's say for the sake of learning and enjoyment, it's the end of the game with only seconds to go, and the offense needs a touchdown to win. They need a miracle. Their only chance is a long bomb and a pass, or what we call a Hail Mary, as in you're saying a prayer, they need it so bad. And so they sub in all the speedy receivers. The defense will also match up with all speedy D-packs, and you got it. It's called a quarter, or often called a prevent defense formation. Trips, nickel, dime, prevent, Hail Mary, bomb. You guys are already getting this stuff. You're great at it. So what's next? You're feeling a little cocky? You want to learn your kid's passing routes? Okay, fine. One thing to know is that every coach has their own terminology. So what you hear from one team might not be the same as the other team, although it's the same thing. Like all sports and all works of life, hundreds of standard vernacular terms are interchanged. A middle linebacker in football might be called the Mac or the Mike because it's M for the middle. Strong side might be called the Sam or the Slam. Weak side is often called the Will. These are unique as the team and the coach's preference. So ask your kid. I mean, I'm learning my kid's terms right now with you because his are different than what I learned. Now here's a hint for you guys at Flower Bluff. I know I, rate, I wrote this article for you guys in the first time. The base defense, meaning the typical starting formation with no alterations for the Hornets is a nickel setup. There are only two linebackers, yet there are three safeties in the base D. As the coaches have adapted to the modern game and there's more passing, so they're gonna put in more DBs. So like use it, talk like a boss. All right, hacks on passing routes. Like I said, all coaches have their own terms. Learn yours, impress your son, wife, husband with like, oh, you mean like a go route? My buddy Brett was a fantastic receiver. While looking for info on this article, I talked to him. Remember when I said in an earlier article, most players don't play both ways? Yep, well I was a linebacker, a defensive guy. I covered these guys, but from my perspective, I may have called the route something different than what they called them, especially when playing other teams. In a crazy nuance to this game, I think often overlooked by coaches, is the fact that many players don't learn all the positions. It's a game of specialties. I wouldn't think an Air Force pilot in an F-35 knows how to launch a torpedo on a submarine. Anyway, Brett told me many coaches use a numbering tree for routes. One, two, three, four, 11, 15, each number correlating to the next. Football can get really busy really fast. That said, I think you need to learn some common generic terms so you understand it better. The receiver takes off quickly for a straight route, a long pass option for maximum gain and big yards. Some quarterbacks can throw a ball 40 or 50 yards in the air. This is that route. It's typically called a go or a bomb or a fly. Like I said, each team has its own terms. These work though. 
and you will hear them discussed on TV with college and pro announcers. They may have subtle specificities such as a sail, which is rounded out at around 18 to 20 yards, or a corner, which is a more angled outside release, or a follow, two players with a five to seven yard gap forcing the defensive player to gamble. A post is a running uh, receiving route that takes off the receiver at seven to eight yards straight and then diagonally to the middle of the field. Post refers to the goal post in the middle of the field, so you would angle your route towards the goal post. A flag is the same startup. You run seven to eight yards straight and then you angle it towards the end zone sidelines. And here's where a hint will help you. The end zones all have those little orange columns that stick up, signaling the end zone. In the old days, those weren't foam columns, they were flags. Hmm, tricky, a flag. A slant route, that's easy, it's just what it sounds like. You run diagonally at a slant toward the middle of the field. A dig is a much harder 90 degree angle continuing across the field. An option is where a receiver has the option of where to angle depending on what the linebacker covering him is doing. Stop, that is a route that you run a step and you stop. This is especially useful if the player covering you is giving you too much ground. You run a couple of stops on this fool and if he's giving you free easy yards, you take it. This is often used to set up a huge play called, wait for it, a stop and go, leaving that poor chump in the dust as your star receiver takes off to the races. An out is a forward burst and then a quick cut to the outside. This is one of my son's favorite routes and it's good for a couple of yards, but it also has a huge possibility because a lot of times you're in a one-on-one -on -one coverage. If that poor kid covering your stud one-on-one -on -one misses a tackle out there in the open, you better watch yourself, it's on. All right, it's time for some defensive talk. An interception is called a pick and it is sometimes shouted out using the term OSCE. OSCE is an old school term that's easy to shout loudly. When a player shouts OSCE, his teammates understand that he just made a pick and they should go knock down some players from the other team because, because this is awesome, because the defense just stole the ball. If you take a pick to the house, which is the end zone, as in Under Armour's, we must protect this house. Well, that's called a pick six. It's a pick for a touchdown, six points. Feel free to spill your Dr. Pepper during these pick six plays, because they're fantastic. A sack. A sack is a tackle for a loss during a pass play. The defensive version of a bomb. A quarterback drops back, he's gonna send a pass, and some big dude knocks him down in the back. It's a hugely celebrated, fun play. Now we need to have some extras, because even though we've talked about some offense and some defensive plays, those are for a lot of the skilled positions. What happens if you have a lineman, especially if you have an offensive lineman? You parents with an offensive lineman need this term. It's called a pancake. The poor linemen never get the credit they deserve. You gotta have something to cheer for. Well, a pancake is when an offensive lineman wallops a kid so hard, that poor guy flies onto his back. That's a pancake. We all want our kids to have dirty jerseys. That means they played hard, but nobody wants grass stains on their back shoulders. That means they got smoked. <laughs> anyway, now you know the terms and can talk the game. That was fun. I hope this helps you. I'll see you at the games.